Tell me something, Olivia. Have you ever been to Bolivia? Yes, you are listening to Painting Pictures. I am Gabriel Roberts. Welcome to this audio journey on which you are about to embark. How are the sensations? The, how, are, how are the sensations in your legs? How are your calves? Have, has anybody ever had calf problems? <laughs> You know, like back problems, except calf problems. Well, I'm currently experiencing calf problems. And I'm sort of upset at the universe for this little niggle of an injury to my right calf that has been lingering for over a week. And today I'm going to go play soccer and... Um, well, I, it's probably going to bother me a little bit and, and it's not even a, it's not even a real injury. It's just like this little calf strain. I mean, what the heck? And then biking earlier this afternoon, I kind of felt my left calf, like, I don't know, twinge just a little bit. What? Of all the things. I mean, back pain understandable you know you're working too hard you're not stretching enough you're you're not exercising your core enough you're not sleeping enough back pain classic i accept it as a thing that you have to deal with sometimes but calf pain calf problems i just don't i just don't accept it it's like saying you have I mean, well, calf problems, that's about as weak as it gets. Ankle problems, sure. Any joint problems, sure. Totally understandable. Calf problems? I don't think so. Um, well, it's, it's summer in Paonia still, and it's the month of August has begun, and this is my last month here in Paonia. Uh, I've got some news for you all listeners that are following my life and that news is that I'm uh I'm going back to Sacramento for the fall back to California and then I'm going to um Bolivia in January that's right I'm going to be in Bolivia for three months, uh, participating in a, an artist residency program in a city called, well, it's either Cochabamba or Cochabamba. 
I'll find out when I get there. I'll also find out a lot of other things about Bolivia. I'm sure um, it'll be a learning experience. I haven't gotten to the research phase. I suppose that'll come at some point. I'll I'll do some research on on the country that I'm going to. But really, I mean, what do I need to know, right? <laughs> I mean, they speak Spanish. Check. Uh, it sounds. It's a great. It's a great sounding name, Bolivia. It's next to Peru. Okay, I've got the general geography figured out. It's sort of in the middle of the continent of South America, bordered by Peru to the west. Um, I think maybe a little bit of Chile, a little bit of Argentina to the south. Not sure about that. And then to the right, or east, as we say in geographical terms, uh, you've got um, either Brazil or Colombia. So as you can see, I'm I'm really I'm well prepared for this adventure. I'm super excited. I'm I'm super. I'm just really grateful to the universe. It's it was it was really easy. <laughs> I just decided that I wanted to go to South America. Okay, and then I decided that I wanted to go to Bolivia because I. Uh, I just thought, you know, you got to start somewhere. And I, I didn't want an obvious choice, you know, like Argentina. Come on. Everybody goes to Argentina. Let's let's try something new, you know. I mean, of course, I'd love to go to Argentina, and it would be new to me. But I just decided, you know, let's go to Bolivia. And so then I did a Google search for artist residency Bolivia. This was the first thing that came up. I sent them an email. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, it's really, it's like too, it's too easy. But I think that the program is legit. Their emails have been professional and friendly and their website, it all checks out, folks. So hopefully uh, it will check out further upon arrival and I'll have myself a good time. So that's the news. Yeah, extraction. Extraction from Paonia. I know I've been promoting Paonia. I've been telling you to send things to the P.O. box in Paonia. And guys, believe me, I am I am very pro-Paonia. This has nothing to do with not liking Paonia. Or there being anything wrong with Paonia. Uh, it's that, for whatever reason, you know, things are happening, and I feel the need to to shift a little bit to move and to do this and a little bit of that and darn it it's just gonna be uh it's gonna be pretty hard to leave it's gonna be hard to leave but i know that i can come back uh, and hopefully paonia will still be awesome that's kind of the nature of the place people come in they go out they come in they go out um and that's okay it's okay, you know? That's that's okay. That's how it is. So, for those of you that don't know, um, this is a podcast about me and about my life and about art. I was house-sitting this past week, and I had a grand plan to make a big painting. <laughs> big painting. Not really that big. Like, 
oh, I don't know, 30 by 30 inches approximately. I even went as far as to stretch up a canvas on stretcher bars. Uh, linen, actually, a piece of linen. And I gessoed, I rabbit skin glued it. Um, and that's not just like a, a colloquial <laughs> colloquialism. This skin is made from, or this glue is made from rabbit skins. So <laughs> I can't put like that little sticker of cruelty free with the rabbit crossed out. I mean, I guess they could. They could put a rabbit, a little rabbit with a big red X through it. Like, we killed rabbits to make this. Um, it doesn't smell like bunnies. It smells, well, it smells pretty bad. Um, but it's it's what the, you know, it's what the old masters used. And, um, you know, I didn't come up with it. I didn't make I didn't make rabbits with this amazing skin that is like the perfect sizing and priming substance for canvas <laughs> okay i didn't i didn't make rabbits with this in their skin okay that wasn't me and i didn't i wasn't the first one to to skin a rabbit and dry their skin and scrape it off into a powder and grind down the powder and mix that with hot water and spread that on a canvas it's an interesting thing to think about the person that thought of that. They're sitting there and to their left they have an unprimed canvas that they want to start painting on. This is probably in Spain in like 1600s. And the gentleman is looking at his canvas and he's looking maybe at paintings that have have cracked and where the canvas has started to degrade from the oil paint and he's, he's just wondering how to protect that surface. And then... A little bunny goes hopping by, and he has an epiphany. Why, let's skin that little conejo. Conejo. Let's kill the conejo. <laughs> skin it. Dry its skin. Scrape its dried skin into a powder. Grind the powder down. And cook it in some water. And then spread that on the canvas. And lo and behold, it worked perfectly. Yeah, so I, 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 I put some rabbit skin glue on the canvas, or the linen. I've never painted on linen. I was, like, set. I had a week house-sitting for friends a little bit outside of town, so I was going to be free of distractions, and I was going to set up this big painting, and I was just going to work on it for, like, six days straight. Or five days. I think I figured I had five days that I w would be able to work on it. And it and it would be like the greatest painting I ever made. Well, that didn't happen. I'm sitting looking here at a, a little 7 by 7 painting that I completed on the last afternoon of the house sit. And what did I do with the rest of the time? Well, mostly I watched House of Cards Season 3. Because I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it. And I was really into House of Cards Season 1 and Season 2. And I'd known about season three, but I hadn't yet had the opportunity to watch it. And here I was in this beautiful home with a television and a Roku and an internet connection and House of Cards. The whole season available to stream and, and just me and nothing to do. 
Um, I also did something productive. I uh, did some. Um, I did some uh, some cooking, and I also I started watching another TV show called Twin Peaks that people had told me about. It's like a cult classic from back in the day, and um, so I you know I expanded my horizons. I started something new. House of Cards season three. It's really not as good. The this the episode the whole season starts i was watching with a friend who'd never watched house of cards and so we started watching the season premiere and the season premiere is like a half hour of doug stamper like being a cripple it was the most boring stupid waste of time totally turned i think well no but if my friend was gonna get into that that show this didn't hook her didn't do it um so that was annoying. Anyway, I forged ahead. It's getting kind of good, but it's using really cheap gimmicks. For example, there's this scene with Doug Stamper, who's kind of a creepy fellow, and he has a prost- he hires a prostitute. Okay, that's that's like a person that that has sex with you for money. Okay, it's like somebody that you you pay money <laughs> the girl comes in he says go ahead and he speaks like that he always speaks like this he always speaks like this he says why don't you go ahead and or he he gives her the money she asks for the money he gives her the money she's like okay and he's like go ahead and get undressed so she goes into the room to get undressed and he uh he goes into the bathroom where he's opened this bottle of whiskey. And now he's been in AA for years. So, of course, we immediately start panicking about him in his sobriety. <gasps> no, Doug, don't do it. And then he gets out <gasps> a needle, like a syringe, like a big needle. We're like, oh, God, what is he going to do with this? And then he sticks it in the... Uh, the bottle of whiskey all the while really creepy music is playing and we're like oh my god this is so creepy what he's doing with this needle and he sticks it in the bottle of whiskey and he draws out a little bit of whiskey and he does a little thing where you go and you get the air out of the needle and then he like carefully wraps the needle in a towel and he puts it under his arm and he walks into the bedroom where this prostitute is naked on the bed and then She's somehow into him. All these girls are into Doug Stamper, which is ridiculous. She's like, uh, he has a sling on his arm, so she's like, oh, like I don't want to hurt your arm, and like she starts kissing him, and and then um, and then he pulls out the t- he pulls out the syringe, <gasps> and we go, oh god, he's gonna jab it in the prostitute's neck. Oh my god, and she freaks out, and he's like, no, 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 it's nothing, nothing. He's gonna break the skin. Nothing's going to break the skin. And he like hands it to her and he's like, I want you to squirt it in my mouth. And so she takes the needle and she goes, and she sprays some whiskey into Doug Snapper's mouth. And that's the big deal. Come on. That's the big deal. That's what your, all this buildup is about. Um, Just going on here. Okay, we're good. 
I had one audio track cringing and pinging on another audio track. That's the big creepy thing. Like, that's just a little gimmick to make us freak out and like, oh my god, Doug Stamper's so creepy. And like, that's what you come up with that is his sick little fetish is having a, a half ounce of whiskey from a syringe sprayed into his mouth. So that what? He just gets the taste of it, but he's not violating his sobriety? Of course that's violating his sobriety. Just have a drink, you piece of shit. Just have a drink of whiskey. Don't make a prostitute take a needle and spray it in your mouth. It's just not... um, It's stupid. No one would do that. And you spend five minutes getting us all built up about this scene with this needle like oh my god what is he gonna do with the needle and then it's like oh he just sprays it in his mouth um i don't know that just felt like a cheap trick to me like either come up with something that's actually creepy or don't don't fuck with us and you know come up with something like like you don't need a gimmick it has no significance whatsoever to the plot lines it's just a little wrinkle someone came in to like it's like, oh, we just need to fill the creepy quotient, Doug Stamper creepy quotient. Well, you filled it, I guess, with a really stupid syringe thing. I'm going to try it. Um, maybe I'll get real fucked up. It'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, all the cool kids are going to be doing it. I'll bust it out in a bar. Like, It's like way cooler than smoking. You know how smoking is sexy? Well, imagine pulling out a syringe and spraying a little bit of alcohol in your mouth and then he'd be like do you want to try it do you are you scared let's go in the bathroom and let's spray liquor into each other's mouths with syringes um i'm gonna go i gotta go play soccer guys which is gonna be great this is uh what's today's today's episode um is brought to you by butt stains Butt stains, uh, you just can't explain them away. (laughs) And that's really true. (laughs) It's really true. It's never mind that it's the most likely place to get a stain on your pants or shorts because you, because it's what you, you sit on. So if you sit on something that's got something goopy on it, it's going to get on your butt. It doesn't matter that you can't explain them away. The butt stain, no matter what. Um, is going to remind people of poop and make them think that you probably pooped your pants. So, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Be careful what you sit on and um, pre-treat your stains before you put them in the wash because I just washed a pair of shorts. You know when you throw in something in the laundry and you're just like, you know that that isn't coming out, but you're lazy, and you're like, oh, maybe the washing machine will just totally get that stain out. But you know that it won't. And then you've just wasted whatever amount of water and soap. Anyway, thanks, Butt Stains, for sponsoring <clears throat> today's episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast. Um, I'm going to play an audio clip for you that I recorded on my phone. <laughs> A few weeks ago, when the grasshoppers were running rampant in my front yard... I hope you enjoy. I've turned on the sprinkler in the front yard and it is 
gently soaking this little perennial bed where there are numerous grasshoppers. Getting a little bit of heebie-jeebies just looking at them, but I'm about to begin to hunt. And I'm going to hold this phone in my left hand and try not to drop it when I scream. Uh, the, the water um, drives them up to the tops of the plants. They hate the water, they want to stay dry, uh, and if they get hit by the water it slows them down a little bit. So, conditions are favorable <laughs> for me to kill some grasshoppers. And what I'm going to do is just sort of count as I go and give you an idea of, of what sort of uh, kill... Uh, killing spree I, I go on here. So let's get started. I've already killed three, just by the way. There's four. Sort of driving them towards the sprinkler. There's nine. There's ten. There's a big boy. Oh, there's eleven, twelve, thirteen, all with one. Oh, fourteen, with one good smack. Um, these plants are growing up against the wall, so I can kind of just give an open-handed smack. Oh, there's fifteen. Seventeen. Little ones count. Eighteen. Cause they'll get big. Uh, missed them. Ooh, there's a bright green one. Oh, where are we going? There we go. Nineteen. Uh, twenty. I think that's twenty. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's twenty. Let's try to get to a hundred. What do you say? Hundred killed grasshoppers in the afternoon. Is a good afternoon. Twenty-one. Boy, the big ones really are gross. Twenty-two. back real quick.
Ooh, where are you going, big boy? 33. 34. They really have eaten my little herbs to shit. I don't really care that much about the plants. I just want the grasshoppers dead. Oh, here's a big one. <sighs> yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. 35. I'm now going to be getting drenched by the water, just like the grasshoppers. 36. 37. 38. 39, 40, boy when you pop them this like, oh, goo just comes out of them, oh, I'm getting all wet, <laughs> I don't know where I'm at, 36, 37, 38, Thirty-nine. Oh yeah, here's some big boys. Oh boy. Start from the top. Start from the top. Forty. Forty-one. Forty-two. Was really bothering me as much as it's bothering the grasshoppers. Um, I don't know where I'm at. Here's a couple big boys. Oh, I got his legs. So let's say that's 40. And 41. I think I'm miss. I think I'm undercounting. Can we jump ahead? To, let's say I'm at 45. Okay. I'm just going to move the sprinkler for a little bit because it's starting to, uh... well, I don't want to get the, I can't get the foam wet. So I'm just going to give him one more good soaking. And I'm moving over to my irises. So let's, let's let it soak over here for a little bit. We're at 51, shall we say? We're halfway there. Let's see if we can pick it up here in the second half, folks. Pick it up. That's not a grasshopper. I'm going to let it live. 52, 53, 54, 55, oh, yeah. 56. Oh, there's a big boy. Oh, 57. 
Yeah. Yeah. 58. 59, 61. No, you guys are blinding me. Naturally. <laughs> All things a mosquito. Seventy three. Hmm. Okay. Seventy four. They're really hard to get in right now. 77. Funny if they knew that I was going to stop at 100, and they're like, just hoping to not be one of the last 19. God, oh, come here. Hey, 82. Oh, here's a good little cluster, my goodness. Oh, 83. 84. I'm not going to want to eat this oregano, that's for sure. Oh, 85. Um, on the ground, huh? Oh, fucking A. Got away. 85, just 15 more. 86. Ooh, an 88, a couple big green guys, God. Grasshoppers. Really? Yep. What are you doing? I just throw them. I grab them. What's that cell phone for? <laughs> I'm recording it. <laughs> ah! That's. I think that's. You should pair a pair of gloves on, man. Why? And it's not so gnarly. You put gloves, you don't even feel it. Same pair of gloves? I'm well, I'm over 100 now. 
I get them a little wet with the sprinkler first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That works better. Uh. That was my awesome <clears throat> landlord Richard, who showed up right at the end of my uh, killing spree there and suggested a wearing a pair of gloves, which. The more I think about it, the more I think that would be great. Uh, he said you wouldn't even feel it, and that's true, because a lot of the heebie-jeebies comes around the, the texture of the bug, feeling their little spines, and uh, yeah, a pair of gloves would really take a lot of that out of the equation. Professional grasshopper hunters no doubt use uh, gloves. So maybe that'll be me. We've gotten so much rain that the grasshoppers have been subdued. We got more rain today. Um, I don't know. It's like they're they're done or something. Maybe they maybe they they finish up around this time. They've they've done their worst. They've eaten all they're gonna eat, and they've laid their little eggs that will no doubt come back next year. And now they'll um, just rot from the wetness and die you'll see them around on the grasses clinging to the tops of the tall grasses um totally desiccated grasshopper corpses and that is a sight that warms my little heart well thanks for listening i want to tell you if you're in paonia or in the area I'm going to host an open mic event at the end of the month at Shadowworks Theater, which is upstairs at the Blue Sage here in Paonia. The date is TBD. It's most likely going to be the 28th or 29th, which is the last weekend in August. It's going to be a uh, community mic, uh, much like the one that happened last summer at Elsewhere Studios which I never posted the audio of. <laughs> maybe I'll post the audio of this one, but maybe not. Maybe that's just not... It's so much work. It's so much work. Recording, editing. I mean, that's just audio. Imagine if I was trying to make videos of performances. I'd rather just do things and, and have people come and then tell people about it. And do this podcast, of course. Anyhow, the open mic or community mic is going to be in two acts. Act one is going to be kid-friendly, uh, suitable for children. Uh, that means no F-bombs. Uh, no use of, no talking about anal fisting. That's going to be strictly reserved for act two which will not be so kid-friendly. I'm not going to kick kids out, you know, I'll leave it up to parental discretion, but I'd really like to structure it that way. Have a really long intermission this time, not like 10 minutes, but like 30 minutes, uh, where people can hopefully get a little bit drunk. And then act two, I'm hoping, will be really rowdy. So that's my dream. I hope you can help make it a reality. If you'd like to do five minutes for what will no doubt be an excellent crowd of about 50 people, 
send me an email. The email address is Gabe Roberts Art. G A B E R O B E R T S A R T at gmail.com. Send all your inquiries there. Um, the P.O. box will be active through the end of this month, August 2015. Uh, then, no doubt, the, the glorious U.S. Postal Service will, um, will forward everything for a while. Speaking of which, I was at the post office today, and the clerk was was ready for me to make a mistake. You know, when somebody that works at a place has the attitude of, like, you're an idiot if you don't know how this works. I know how this works. You are quite possibly an idiot. I'm just going to go ahead and assume you're an idiot and give you really specific directions and make this idiot proof. Because there's so many idiots that come in here that really bother me that just can't figure out how to swipe their card and when to swipe their card, etc. So this clerk was like ready to uh, <laughs> ready just on idiot defense in idiot defense mode. And um, but we ended up having a good uh, interaction. Because I, I sort of allowed him to to treat me like an idiot for the first three minutes of our interaction. And then once there was nothing else that I could possibly mess up, uh, and I was still friendly towards him, then he was friendly towards me. So it all worked out in the end. Um, sometimes you, you just have to let people treat you like an idiot. And, and, uh, and that's okay. It doesn't make me an idiot. <laughs> that would suck. If like if you let your guard down for a minute and somebody treats you like an idiot, it turned you into an idiot. Like by a degree, you became that much dumber. That would be a sticky situation. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to tell you guys, but I think that's it. That's the major updates. That's the beans. That's the news. I'm really uh, so excited about this month. There's free concerts in the park every Thursday this month. This was the month last year that I was back in California and traveling, and so I missed the picking in the park, it's called. So I'm really excited to be there for that. I played soccer tonight. It went great. My calves did not bother me at all. Uh, I've been putting Tiger Balm on yesterday. I was like, well, I better... Get my calf ready for soccer. I better start rubbing Tiger Balm on it. Balm on it. Ah, that stuff is strong. The smell. Um, Might want to do it outdoors. Uh, Might not want to do it while you're cooking. Uh, Because the result is that everything just kind of tastes like Tiger Balm. Great packaging, by the way, with the tiger. (laughs) Alright, I guess I'll wrap this up. Um... Thanks for thanks for listening and and uh you know keep it real send me an email go to the website the website is gaberobertsart.com send me music people send me music bands that you know that want their music on a podcast send me music that'd be great otherwise you know pre-treat your stains on your clothing 
um, change the sponge in your kitchen every once in a while, guys, please. That smell, there's no mistaking that smell, the, the old sponge smell. It's gross. You get it on your hands then, and you have to wash your hands like after doing the dishes. Just get a new sponge. Go to the store and buy a new sponge. They come in packs of two. It's about two dollars. Okay, and then you've got a fresh sponge that doesn't smell terrible. That's my advice for you today. Thanks for listening. My name is Gabriel Roberts. Until next time, adios.